Hey, drama listeners, it's Connor. Welcome to a new episode of your favorite podcast on the entire planet, Drama, with Connor and Dylan McDowell. If you love this episode that you're listening to today with the leading man of The Lion King on Broadway, who you've also probably seen in Hamilton, all around the world, all around the country, and he was also in White Girl in Danger just this past spring in New York City. But anyway, Vincent Jamal Hooper, he's amazing, you're going to love. If you love this episode, you're going to want to go back and look at all the other chats we've had with your favorite Broadway stars that you know and that you don't know yet that you're about to fall in love with. And once you fall in love with Dylan and I, you're going to want to hear more of us. So go to patreon.com backslash the drama podcast, where for $5 a month, you get access to our Instagram close friends and bonus chats where Dylan and I go back and forth about theater, pop culture, love, life, all of the above. And it means a lot because it really supports the pod. So Enjoy this episode, go sign up for our Patreon, and get ready for the show. All right, bye-bye. Press play, curtain of an hour in, it's time to taste it, the shade and tea to spill, ooh, ooh drama, oh, that's a tweet, did they book, who got nom, they option no, oh, I'm not well, what, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey, say no more, drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, it has been a big week in Broadway news. I know we got into some of it last week on our Twin Talks episode. But yes. At the very end, I hypothesized there might be some new Sweeney Todd casting. Mm-hmm. And, and you were spot on. And as Anne Hathaway said when she accepted her Oscar, it came true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm excited. Sutton Foster and Aaron Tveit are going yes, to speak to Yes. You know, everyone has their opinions. That's the beautiful thing about them. Everyone has one. But if you've if you've ever listened to drama before, you know that Aaron Tveit is our king. <laughs> and right. I'm so excited to see him do this. You know, everyone is has very specific thoughts about who should be playing this role because I think it's beloved. It's like, it's a Sondheim piece that I think everyone has ownership over in different ways. And so it's exciting to see someone who I think is maybe normally known for playing a golden boy, a hero playing a darker character. I think that Aaron is going to really surprise people. I really do. Someone who hustles for the role. And then Sutton, I think, you know, Annalie is my girl as well. I think that this is something that it's it's because it's a comedic take on the role. And so I think that Sutton would be a good person to follow in Annalie's footsteps. No, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I love the idea of a, a Sondheim revival that keeps running and running and all we can see all of our faves in them all the time. I still think Renee Lee Goldsberry would be an amazing Mrs. Lovett. And know, hopefully love we get that at some point. She yeah. would, I think, nail every aspect of the part. Actually, we need her back on Broadway in general. Yes. I know she's booked in every single way, but yeah. come on. Talking about Broadway replacements, someone just went into the Lion King and replaced, you know, the titular role, the king of the the lions. And <laughs> we are so lucky to have him with us today. And I know. In his Broadway debut. In his Broadway debut. I have never got to see him live, but I know that you did. I did. There were white mm. girls in danger. Um, myself she was in included. danger, wasn't she? <laughs> so I had to go. And I'm so sad you missed that one, but we're going to talk all about it. Dylan, would you please do us the honor of reading our guest in and we'll get to the chat. Absolutely. Our guest today has been working on his roar and he's now starring on Broadway in The Lion King. 
Before taking on the Simba mantle, he made his off-Broadway debut as Tariq Blackwell in White Girl in Danger. He has appeared in multiple companies of Hamilton, including the Los Angeles, Australia, and Puerto Rican companies, which was alongside Lin-Manuel Miranda, playing the roles of Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr, George Washington, Lafayette and Jefferson, and King George III. He has lent his triple threat talents to many more stage roles, such as the youth in Passing Strange, Benny in In the Heights, and Stokely Carmichael in The Great Society. On television, he has appeared on Chicago Med, Shots Fired, and American Crime. This leading man is an actor, storyteller, and advocate for equity and social justice. We are thrilled to have him on the pod today to share his story. Please welcome to drama, Vincent Vincent Jamal Jamal Hooper. Hooper. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to drama. Thanks for having me. So excited. Now, wait, before we get into anything, I need to mention that I'm obsessed with your shirt. Thank you. For the audio listeners who are the only, you know, we don't have a visual component to this pod, but (laughs) you're wearing a Sailor Moon sweatshirt. I am. Yeah, it's from this shameless plug, but this company called Knitworth. I am desperate to be sponsored by them. I have so many of these. I'm like, please. (laughs) What all, like, what other types of, like, just, like, shows or things like that that they'll feature? Like, cartoon characters or anime yeah so like they have like album art they have famous paintings like i have one that's the last supper i have kendrick lamar's to pimp a butterfly legendary album cover i've got a basquiat like it's like there's so many wow (laughs) so many oh my god that's amazing okay well (laughs) maybe we'll tag them in the post and it'll put more eyes on your incoming collaboration We love to see it. We love to see it. (laughs) Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of these podcast conversations, Vincent, we like to meet our guests where they are. We like to check in, see how you're doing. Are you well? I am quite well. Yes. I love to hear it. Yes. No complaints, you know. I'm I'm an employed actor living in New York City. You know what I mean? So I'm like, there's there's not much not much else to to it. (laughs) Yeah. How many weeks now have you been in the Lion King? I think we, I'm a little fuzzy now because I'm in it for real. Um, but I think it's like <laughs> a month and a half, somewhere around okay. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, congrats. When I saw that you were stepping in, I also didn't realize this was your Broadway debut. Yeah. <laughs> just because I feel like, you know, you've always been up to things, but I'm so excited. And hopefully I'll finally be able to see the show on Broadway. Connor, we need to make We've our way. We've never seen it on Broadway, Vincent. Mm-mm. It's funny because I feel like everyone is in one of two camps. Either you saw the show a million years ago, or you've never seen it at all. And I'm like, please come. Like I'm like, it's it's yeah, it's it's so wonderful. They did such a great job adapting like the movie and making it so theatrical and like built for the stage. Yeah, and so emotional. I mean, I saw it on tour probably you know th- three or four times, but it's been at least a decade. And the Simba Mufasa spiritual connection that they share is so beautiful in the stage show. I mean, when, I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler to discuss plot points of the Lion King, but <laughs> in the second act the he lives in me or then, then they live in me stuff. Oh my yeah. God. I get chills every single time. I can't even listen yeah. to the cast album. Cause it makes me <laughs> misty eyed. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so real. It's like, I, I say all the time that it's a really subtly spiritual show in the sense that obviously there's clear spiritual elements to it, but in terms of how it affects you, like, you know, 
you could be four years old or 40 and you're sitting in the theater and you hear Rafiki go ah! and like start singing Circle of Life and you start weeping and you're like, I don't even know why <laughs> I'm having this feeling, but like I'm overcome by by all of it. Yeah. That, that is really beautiful. It's when the elephants come stomping down the aisles. For me, I get full body chills. And <laughs> I think it's time. It's the last theater, a Broadway theater that I have, have need to see a show in. Mm. And then I'll have seen a show in every single theater. I'm like, your bingo card is, is yeah, it's ready to be filled out. I'm waiting to, a, a good friend of mine, Tom Christopher Warren, occasionally goes in and out of the show. He, he'll cover like Timon and Pumbaa, Scar. He, he's done yeah. that many, many times over the years. He was so just there. I need to there. wait until he's doing it. He was. Yeah, I know he was just <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> he was just there like a couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, he's he's based out of Columbus, Ohio, which is where I'm at. And he's going to be doing some stuff locally, like a Christmas Carol type thing mm-hmm. that he's working on. But when he's back, and hopefully you'll still be in, I need to come by the Minskoff. <laughs> yes, please. Now, Sim- Simba famously doesn't, at least the version you play him at the age you play him at pop into the show towards the end of act one but it's still such a laborious role isn't it is your body doing all right it is i feel like i found the process that seems to be working you know i've got the insoles and my shoes and you know (laughs) i've got the personal trainer and the vitamins and supplements and things to just kind of keep it all taped together so far so good knock on wood (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but no it, it's it's definitely it feels like doing um like a 30 minute crossfit thing of just non-stop like run jump throw someone through the air catch somebody else sing a song repeat you know <laughs> yeah it's during is is the end of the first act of Kuna yes. Matata? yeah okay, okay yeah okay. so you're like at the end of act one you come out like the last like 30 seconds of act one Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of fun. You're jumping on a moving train. Sim- probably similar to like joining the show. I mean, it's like a well-oiled machine. It's been running on Broadway since the late nineties. Like, what is that like when you're going into a long running show and you're the new kid? Cause you'd never, you didn't do it on tour no. or internationally anywhere. This is your first time yeah. in the pride lands. Yeah. I mean, it's been so nice, you know, like the company is so warm and inviting which is so, yeah, like wonderful to come into because, you know, you're like, it's a Broadway debut, you know, it's a long running show that is very successful and famous and all these things. And so there can be a lot of pressure, but I think that just the vibe of the building helps it to be not that. Yeah, so it really is. And like, I think uh, the the creatives that they have uh, over there were also very open to giving me a, bit of leeway as much leeway as they can to interpret it like through my lens and and you know try and find the groundedness and the humanity and the nuance that that can exist in the space so i'm like i'm so grateful for that as well well that's really cool yeah because when there is a long-running show it's it's oftentimes like a an associate director mm-hmm. or the stage manager or somebody like that who will put you in what was that process like for for lion king yeah so i i worked with rufus bonds jr who is a wonderful man he at one point was in the lion king uh, as mufasa oh. so it's like it's so wonderful to have a, a creative team member who like actually knows the show because they did it you know so they know that side of the, the experience and yeah he was it's like he was really just encouraging the whole time of you know He's like, well, how would you say it? You know, like, what is your, you know, what, where, where I'm invested in finding 
your Simba. And I'm like, oh, like that's cool and refreshing to have someone just say that outright, you know, because sometimes it can feel like a bit of a guessing game to be like, okay, like how much of myself do I bring to this? You know, how much do I need to just sort of hit the X's and O's, you know? Yes, that was so kind. And and yeah, he's been supportive the whole way through. So it's, it's really great. That's really nice to hear. What is your favorite moment of the show? I know that's such like a Ooh. an overstated question, but I, I'm always just genuinely curious. Me too. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple. Two that most immediately come to mind are the Stampede, because I think that part of what makes Lion King successful is that it has so many elements that are unexpected because, you know, everyone knows the movie, but then it's like, you're like, how are they going to do this on, like, is, are people going to be in fuzzy costumes? Like, how do they do a stampede in a theater? Like, you know, there's all those sorts of questions. And so then when you see the stampede happen before your eyes, you're like, that that just works. Like, that is actually <laughs> a brilliant stroke of, like, direction and, and design. Um, and then also, like, in terms of production numbers, uh, Shadowland is just undefeated. You know, I was oh, like, yeah. I... Yeah, I'm like Heather Headley and then all the knowledge that have come after her. I'm like, that number is just so visceral and emotive and and vulnerable, you know. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool to watch. Oh, I love it. You're making me want to go see it. <laughs> yeah, Julie Taymor was in her bag when uh, when crafting this whole, this whole musical. Yes. And yes. it's sort of like reinventing a wheel in a way that I don't know if, I don't know if we've seen of that level of, ingenuity since in a, in a Broadway, at least on a Broadway scale. Um, I think that's why it's, it's sustained for so long. Yeah. I had a conversation with one of our um, producers about that very thing. And that was what she, she had said was that, you know, with Lion King, it's that unexpectedness that, that brings, you know, she was like, yeah, when we were auditioning people for this show originally, even they were coming in wondering like, so am I going to be in here in like, basically like a mascot costume like what what are <laughs> how are we playing lions you know um and so then like i think people that come to see the show having seen the original animated movie having seen the john favreau version like all that kind of stuff yeah. it's like you sit in the theater and you're like oh like you're just like so blown away by oh they actually pulled this off <laughs> you know um and i i believe it and i'm invested in this and i feel like i'm a part of it yeah yeah it's really cool Oh, that's so magical. I love it. I'm so happy for you. And we'd like to ask all of our guests about the moment that got them into the arts. I mean, you just made your Broadway debut. And I'm curious, was Broadway always a dream? Did you have a moment where you realized, oh my God, I'm watching this show or experiencing this piece of art and culture and it makes me want to dive in and make it a part of my life? We borrow the term Ring of Keys for it. I think there were two that were pretty, pretty foundational, which was I did a production, my first ever regional production when I was uh, about 16 was Ragtime. And our co-house was actually Kyle Scatliff, um, oh, wow. who's in, yeah, who's in Hamilton right now. So yeah, I found myself, you know, at the age of 16, first sort of semi-professional, you know, job. And I'm surrounded by like 30 black people, basically, you know, and just kind of being like, oh, and like, I remember all the principals came in first day of rehearsal, we did like a sing through and all of them were memorized. And I was like, wait, that's a thing? Like, <laughs> oh, like it just, it really just shifted the way that I worked from then on. Like even at the shows I did in high school, I was like, oh, I'm coming into rehearsal day one, like off book, 
this is how they do it. So I'm like, I guess that's the standard, you know? And then the next, the next sort of moment for me where I think I was like, oh, I can do this was doing Passing Strange, actually. Because that was my first, like, lead role professionally and was such a, like, I felt like I found so many parallels between myself and the character. And, yeah, and, like, ended up, you know, I got uh, an award nomination and I ended up winning the award for that role. And, like, it was like a whole, a whole experience. And, yeah, I was just like, oh, I not only, like, enjoy doing this, but it seems like, I mean, I enjoy how I do it and like people seem to verify that feeling externally you know it's getting to tell this story like I'm like oh this is something that like really lights a fire in me so I'm gonna I'm gonna chase this down I didn't realize that um you had gotten an award for your your time in Passing Strange what was that production yeah. like was it in Austin it was yeah okay. so it was um it was through a production company that I don't even I'm not sure if they're still in business but it was called Half and Half Productions and it was really sort of like, you know, grassroots kind of vibes because we, there was this like mall in Austin that had a lot of sort of vacancies. And so they went in there and rented out the space. We built a stage and like hung lights and all the things. And yeah. And then we put on the show for like, I want to say at least a few weeks, maybe like a month and a half or somewhere around. Like it was like a little while, you know? And, you know, and it was like, it's, it's sort of community theater. So it was, you know, some nights you have, you know, a pretty full audience. The other nights it's like, oh, there's, you know, like eight people out there. But, <laughs> you know, we're we're going to do it anyway. We're going to tell the story. Yeah, and I'm so grateful to have had that experience that early as well because I think it really just helps. Like at this stage, when you're doing the thing like on Broadway, I think it's it's very easy to be like, oh, like the audience isn't reacting or they are reacting or whatever. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm appreciative that people are out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and and it's not really my job to judge how are they receiving the material or interpreting it. Like, I'm like, it's their job to interpret. That's why they're here, you know, and to receive it. So I'm like, it's my job to tell the story and do it to the best of my ability on today. So that's, you know, it's like, I feel like I, I, I worry less about those external elements. Oh, that's such a valuable lesson to learn. I mean, because you still want to give a good show for the eight people that come, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of fun too that you were in Passing Strange. And then I also read that you were in In the Heights. Those two shows came out in the same Broadway season yeah. and like were the two like <laughs> they did. big new musicals yeah. of that time. That's so funny. Passing Strange was rumored to be coming back. I think it was like okay. supposed to, and then COVID hit, right? I want to say right here, right now, I'm going to publicize <laughs> this as many times as I can. I'm like, if Passing Strange gets a revival, I have to play the youth. I actually must. <laughs> If it gets revived on Broadway, I'm like, I told my agents, I was like, look, if, it's a, if there's a workshop or a lab or a reading or anything that gets announced, I'm like, I need to be in that room. I have to. It just... You're going to make it happen. It has to. It has to Man- manifest. <laughs> manifesting. Like, Come on. I mean, that was like a really, I think, ahead of its time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. If it came out now, I think people would be gagged just like <laughs> yes they would be <laughs> um wait i've got to ask like what was it like being in the height that's one of connor and i's favorite shows oh, oh my god it's yeah. like it's like top five for me for sure yeah, yeah it's a fun, it's such a fun show and like that music is so fun to sing just you know because i've done that show i did it once in high school it was my senior year musical who would you play 
Benny. You're Benny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then played Benny again at a regional house in Austin, then again at a regional house in Oklahoma. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, it's just like, even now, like, I'm like, some of that musical will come on on, like, you know, shuffle, and I'm like, ah, this Benny's. Like, ah, like, you know, it really, Lynn. As the kids say, was in his bag um, when he wrote that. <laughs> he, totally. he was in his bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to get to do it three different times, too. I mean, I'm sure that you, you know, figured it out and changed it up over time. Yeah, but it's probably really interesting doing it with different companies too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's so cool because like everyone kind of brings their own different thing to it, and I think especially like you know when you get members of the Latinx community like in there and like you know you're now this actor's playing this role now this act you know and like everyone just colors it in a different way and it's so uh rich and textured and like i saw that the it was a muni announced that they're doing in the heights and i was like yeah. Mm? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah because i'm hey, like why it's, not it's such a like and especially for the summer like i'm like that's such a just spot on show you get all the summery vibes and then the family feel and you know it's a good mm-hmm. time. Oh my god, I'm, I'm imagining being at the Muni during like the blackout scene. You're actually outside, and it's like in that huge space, no lights on. That would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. So then, okay, so you did in the Heights a few times. Was that all before Hamilton and actually meeting Lynn? Because I feel like it happened in such a short amount of time that you're performing the show <laughs> and you're acting yeah. along and probably becoming friends with the writer. <laughs> Well, well, Heights was actually like an immediate sort of on-ramp to Hamilton because the productions I did in Austin and Oklahoma, it was like a joint production. So it was the same creative team. And Michael Balderrama was the director choreographer. And so <laughs> my master plan when it was announced that they were holding auditions for the show, I was like, okay, Michael Balderrama is you know, in charge of this thing. I know he's connected to Hamilton. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go in this audition. I'm going to book the role of Benny. I'm going to show him like what I can do and my work ethic and all the things. And hopefully, you know, we, we were able to leverage that into getting seen at least for Hamilton. And um, that's what happened. I uh, got in the show as Benny. I waited till tech week and I was like, Hey, you know, I'd love to take you out to lunch. Took him out to lunch. And I was like, you know, I really love working with you. I'd like to continue working with you specifically on Hamilton. What do you think? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, huh? He was like, yeah, I've already been talking to people about you. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and so then that sort of became, began this process of, uh, I got, you know, materials to put on self-tape, uh, which was Lawrence Phillip, Mulligan Madison, and uh, Lafayette Jefferson. I did those. And then casting reached back out and they were like, can you do the Burr packet? And I was like, sure, did that. And then there was this window of time after the Austin production finished, but before Oklahoma. And Baldy was like, he was like, yeah, you know, you might have to come up to New York. I'm not sure yet, whatever. And it was starting to get kind of down to the wire. And I was like, okay, well, I can either wait for the email or I can just pop up to New York and like cross my fingers that, you know, they call me in. Mm-hmm. Some friends helped me get uh, up to New York. And sure enough, like the next day, I got an email and it was like, hey, like they want you to come in for Alex Lackamore like tomorrow. And I was like, oh, cool. I go in the next day, <laughs> you know, I do a concert for Alex Lackamore. They email me again after I leave the room that day. They're like, hey, can you come back and like 
two hours for Alex and Tommy. And I was like, what? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Come back again, do another concert for them. I leave, uh, they wanted me to do a dance call like that coming Monday or something, but I had to be back in Texas to get on a plane to go to Oklahoma to finish out the production. So then I had like two more appointments over the next year in which I did, next one was I think King George and Hamilton. And I think I did a dance call at that one. And then the next appointment was like, you know, uh, a one man production of, of all of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, eventually, you know, the stars aligned and, and they gave me the call. Wow. That is a thrill ride. Yeah, it was, it was wild. <laughs> which company did they put you in first? So they put me in Aunt Peggy, which I, cause like they, <laughs> when they called me, it was, it was very surreal because it was like 10 or 11 a.m. on the random day, my agent called and was like, hey, like, which production of Hamilton do you want to be in? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And he was like, you know, there's either the Puerto Rico production or I think it was like one of the tours. And I was like, my, my best friend Trey had already booked the Puerto Rico production. And I was like, well, that's a no brainer. Like, of course, I'm going to go hang out in Puerto Rico with Lynn, with my best friend. Like, yeah. So yeah, we did Puerto Rico for about a month and then went to San Francisco for a year and a few months, I think, before I left the show. And then like right after I left, the pandemic hit. So it was like kind of perfectly timed. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was all pre-COVID. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's right. It would be. I always have like memory lapse of what happened before and what happened after or, you know, quote unquote after, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think we all collectively like blacked out that... <laughs> section of our lives just like i will skip that that over yeah did you like living in san francisco i've never visited but my cousin jack famously lived there for a while and he loved it (laughs) um you know uh there were some spots that were cool in san francisco (laughs) you're being so judicious yeah i'm like (laughs) i don't i don't think that i would choose to live there if i had the option yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was was uh is New York more your vibe? For now, yeah. I mean, I think as I get older, you know, just sort of thinking about the long term and and you know wanting like kids and and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and and I think a bit of normalcy, as much normalcy as we can have in this industry. You know, LA seems pretty enticing. Yeah. My my partner, she's a she's a bit of a beach girl, so uh, okay. I think that also is like a draw. Uh-huh. Um yeah. Yeah, you were in the LA. You you did some time in LA, right? Yeah, yeah. So I left the San Francisco production in like March 2020. COVID hit. Uh, On the other side of all of that, they asked me to join the LA company. So I, yeah, that's when I I did that one. Wait, was the LA company the one that was supposed to like start like the week of the pandemic? Yep. With like Taylor Amon Jones and Rory yep. O'Malley. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Friends of the pod. Okay. Friends okay. of the pod. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I so, love them. Oh. Yeah. Oh, great people. It yeah. is, that's so fun. Okay. So then this partner, as you mentioned. I know. Wait. wait how long have you been together? <laughs> if you want to keep it private, that's okay. That's okay. But we do like to talk about theater, pop culture, love, and life <laughs> on the pod. So <laughs> That's right. The it love. is our tagline. I <laughs> yeah. often forget the that. The love don't. portion. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was I was not with her during that run of the show. Uh, I met her in Australia, actually, when I was out there um, doing Hamilton. Was she in the company as well? Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Is she Australian? She is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so fun. Wait, wait, was this when it was in Sydney? I joined them in Melbourne. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I was out there wow. for like six months. Yeah. And were you swinging at that point? I was, yeah, I was stand, I was standby uh, for all the same tracks, but I really only did Burr mostly. Okay. Um, yeah. Were you covering Lyndon Watts? I was. Okay. Yes. That beautiful man. Beautiful my man. Gosh. Beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. He should be walking runways. Oh, yes. I'm like, one of these days you're going to look over your shoulder and see a, mm-hmm. a Vogue ad and be like, oh, yep. That uh-huh. seems right. <laughs> yeah. He, I think he did our show like right as y'all were starting up because it was the lockdowns were so strange over there. Like it was on and off, but um, lovely, yeah. lovely person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay, so Beautiful. then you met your partner there, and then it's been like a long distance situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, right now she's in Manila, but uh, she'll be here in New York with me end of this month. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Has she seen you do Simba yet? No, she's very excited. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. What is she doing in the Philippines? Hamilton. It's oh, the international okay. company. Yeah, yeah. That Wait, is crazy. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to get a, a spot open up on the Broadway company and get her in New York full time. Hey, let's let's start the petition. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. Let's get it done. Yeah, it's a family though. Like I really do feel like people jump around from production to production. So you never yeah. know. Yeah. I'm gonna ask a really stupid question, but was it was it hard covering all of those parts? Like you had <laughs> all of them in your brain, plus probably whatever other tracks they had just swinging into. Yeah, I mean. I can only speak for myself. Yeah, and and not to not to downplay the thing because I'm like, yes, it does take a certain amount of effort and work and whatever. But I'm like, I think that no is the short answer. <laughs> Part of that is because I was such a fan of the show before I got in it that I'm like, yeah, y'all are basically asking me to do the stuff I was already doing before you paid me. You know, mm. like it's <laughs> like I was already like in the parking lot with my friends, being like, okay, this time, like. You're gonna be Hamilton, and I'll be <laughs> Jefferson, and yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like that. I'm like, I was already doing that, you know. My brain, uh, I think, has figured out how to how to do it uh, fairly well. That's really impressive. Okay, so say it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone is sick in, on Broadway <laughs> in Hamilton, or can't go on. Right. Which would you want to slip into? Aaron after Burr. All this time. Aaron Burr. Okay, I knew yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah, had a feeling. Like from an as an actor, like I'm like that's the thing that I think is most engaging to me. Cause I'm like, yeah, like singing and dancing. Like, yeah, that's all like well and good. And I'm like, but, but I think just the, the storytelling element, the character arc that he goes on is so juicy. And uh, I think that's probably why it, it lives in me. So like <laughs> readily, like I'm like, yeah, like if they were to call me and they're like, Hey, it's dire straits. We need someone who knows the role to pop in today. I'd be like, yeah, like we'll do a quick little stumble through and knock it out. <laughs> yeah i mean also i'm such a fan of your voice and so i do feel oh, like you'd get to like thanks. you get to be a little bit more showy with with her you get some valid <laughs> moments that are like really fun you know so. thanks, thanks i appreciate that thanks so mm-hmm. much absolutely and before we move on to dose of drama and wrap it up i need to tell you that i that w- i discovered you in white girl in danger this past spring <laughs> what a wild ride that was probably what a wild ride yeah oh my gosh that show it was it was so fun being surrounded by it. one just like such a lovely group of humans 
who also just happen to be like some of the funniest people you will ever meet and so specific and inspired in like the choices that they make. And we're actually uh, recording a cast album uh, in a couple of days. Oh my gosh. Wait, is, I, that a, yeah. is that a reveal? Has it been announced or? Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think they said that we could talk okay. about it. So okay. uh, yeah, we're doing a Why Girl Danger cast album. Um, we're recording that this week. <sighs> and I'm not entirely sure when it's going to get released, but uh, you will be able to listen to us sing some really crazy stuff at your at your leisure. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I was really excited by the show because I hadn't bought a ticket yet, but maybe two or three weeks into the run, I had talked to a bunch of different people who had all seen it at different points of the, the preview period so far. Yeah. And they were like, okay, it's really long or wait, I'm going to go back at the end of the run to see how different it is. Was that fun for you to navigate all the changes that it made as it was in real time in front of audiences, but developing as a piece? It was all so new for me. Cause I was like, you know, I had never originated something in that capacity. So it was like, okay, you know, we're coming in during previews and like we're having a rehearsal and also getting new pages. And it's like, okay, now what is this? You know, what's this change? When is this change going in? But it was so, I, I called it, it was like an experiment in vulnerability or failure just cause I'm like, you know, coming from a show like Hamilton where it's like, this thing is set in stone. We know that it works. It's got all the awards and all the acclaim. <laughs> and then going from that to here's this thing. And, you know, it's an open field. So we could go anywhere. And, you know, sort of in embracing that sort of uh, anxious enthusiasm of like, okay, I've got some new pages. I've got a new scene that I have to do today in front of all the people that paid to see this on this preview night. And like, I'm gonna make some choices and we're just gonna see how it goes. But it's like, I'm so grateful to have had that opportunity. Cause it's like, yeah, you just kind of get to work it out, you know, and 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 find find something that you probably may not have uh, have discovered otherwise. That's cool. It was it was really interesting. Dylan, I wish you'd be able I to know. see it, but I'm I'm sure it'll live on again somewhere. Mm -hmm. But wait, I was like obsessed. I didn't get to see Morgan Siobhan Green the night that I went. But she, so I definitely wanted to go back to see her. I know I am, I am such a fan of that woman. I'm like, <laughs> she is like multi-hyphenate. And then just as a performer, like is so, again, like detailed and specific and like brilliant in the things that she comes up with. Yeah. All, all praise to Morgan Chabon Green. Uh, can't wait to hear her sing on the the cast album. I was also obsessed with Molly Hager as with one of the Megans. As am great, I. But for some reason, I was like, I was so locked into her. I don't know why. I really loved as her. As am I. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, from the moment Molly opened her mouth to like sing or speak a line of the show, I was like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I have to do a lot of work because I'm clearly, I'm like, she's operating on a whole other level. <laughs> yeah she was great she was great okay i'm so excited well break a leg recording the album that's, that's really rare that a show let alone an off-broadway show gets to have an album made long after its run is over is this your first cast yeah, recording it is yeah yes <laughs> oh my goodness a lot of firsts this year a lot of yeah firsts this year. totally okay well 
We're sadly wrapping up on this convo here. I'm sure we'll have you back again one day to talk about all the other amazing things you're doing, such as when you're in the Passing Strange revival. <laughs> but before we say goodbye, we do like to end on a dose of drama. Mm-hmm. Could be something on your mind that maybe you watched last night or you want to rant about something, rave about something, um, get something off your chest or give her a little recommendation. Dylan, do you want to kick it off today? Yes. yes. Connor and I love like the Oscars season and like all the big new movies. I got to see a movie last week called Anatomy of a Fall. It was absolutely brilliant. Mm. I highly recommend it to anybody who is into, it's like a crime movie, but also at the same time, it it's largely a courtroom drama. It's basically about a, a woman whose husband is found dead outside of their home and their son discovers him. And the idea is, was it suicide or was it homicide? And throughout the entire movie, you're you're kind of learn getting into her psyche. It's mostly in French, but a, a lot of it is also in English because she's. Oh my god! I, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say too much, but it is really really brilliant. And the main actress Sandra Hüller Hüller Uller. I don't know how you say it. She's a German actress. Is absolutely genius. And if it's playing at your local cinema, take it in, read the subtitles. Don't you know? It's a great excuse to not be on your phone and also watching a movie at the same time. Um, I highly recommend it. It is. I wouldn't be surprised if she got an Oscar nomination for this this part. It's really brilliant. Mm-hmm. Love. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm gonna go tonight. Oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. Or tomorrow. Worked. My suggestion worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, Connor, do you have a dose of drama for us today? I. Oh my gosh. So many things. I feel like it's been a while since we've recorded. So let me let me try. I'm. Um, well, I watched the first two episodes of the Showtime show, Fellow Travelers, starring Matt Bomer and uh, Jonathan Bailey and Jelani oh, yeah. Aladdin's in it. And um, so is Noah Ricketts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Noah Ricketts, oh yeah. yeah. Highly recommend. The plot isn't exactly what I thought it would be, but it's still really good. And they're all giving great performances, Matt Bomer especially. I mean, I feel like he's a star. Like, we, yeah. he's really giving leading man energy in this. So I do recommend it. Um, and the sex scenes are hot. So that's, if that sets you over the... <laughs> well, it's a Showtime recommend. series, so you better expect some... some they can juicy... push it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Vincent, do you have a dose of drama to wrap us up with today? Yeah, there's a there's a show I started watching recently called on Netflix called Bodies. Hmm. And it is really fascinating. Like, if you're, if you're into a mystery sort of vibe and trying to, like... Each episode you watch, you're trying to figure out like where is this gonna go? Like I think this is it, like theories and stuff like that. That's that's the show to go watch. Yeah. It's like I'm trying to give like the elevator pitch of it. It's like the same dead body is found in the same spot uh across a couple of different years in time. Okay, that's wild. But each Sounds episode scary. is like a different like decade or like well, within Era? an episode, it'll be like it'll be like oh, like now we're in you know twenty twenty three. Now we're in the eighteen hundreds, and it's like you start like it's so it's so riveting. <laughs> oh my God, good. I, I can't believe I hadn't heard of it because I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. Check that one out. I'm finishing Peaky yeah. Blinders, and then I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, I can only do one show at a time, sadly. I, my brain only has that much room. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I appreciate the suggestion and from from both of you actually well vincent listen this has been so much fun i love when we get to just connect with somebody new that we haven't really gotten the chance to see a ton of things in but we kind of get to hop on the train as it's just sort of heading up to the top of the world take a train to the top of the world and i'm there i'm home to quote in the heights but i'm very excited for you and all of this all of the goodness that's coming your way 
And I really hope I get to see him in The Lion King. Thanks so much. Yeah, come on through. <laughs> Can't wait. And everyone should follow you on Instagram. It's just your name, at Vincent Jamal Hooper, right? Yeah, yeah. I can only handle one social media account at a time. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, Instagram is basically like having a website yeah. as well. So it makes sense. Um, and of course, while everyone's following Vincent, they should follow us. We're at the Drama Podcast. Connor is at Connor McDowell. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Vincent, thank you again for your time. This was really, really fun. Thank you. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. Drama.